0: It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's "Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're gonna talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's "Taking Care of You podcast. Okay, so back again, another example of fine podcasting here as we talk to Nathaniel Kimball of, uh, all right, say it again, New Covenant, Covenant Church. Covenant Church. Why Covenant Church? Why not you know Sixth Baptist Church? <laughs> you know, I actually knew a pastor of a Sixth Baptist Church in New Orleans. Wow. I didn't know really. You know, everything was First Baptist. You know, I mean, my uh, the girl I had a crush on in high school, her daddy was the was the uh, pastor at the Baptist church, First Baptist Church. You know, of course I'm a Catholic, so you know, she you know mm-hmm. can't go out with a Catholic. <laughs> That's what I was told that, not by her. Somebody else I had a crush on. So, Nathaniel, uh, you haven't even been here very long, have you, Ninhoma?
1: No. Well, for the job, no. Um, I came in May of last year to come on staff at the church as the worship pastor. Um, but, funny enough, I've lived here a couple times throughout my life. I was actually born here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my family's been in ministry and stuff, so we've moved different places. And... Um, I've lived in Homa four different times uh, in my life. I got
0: you. Well, I lived in Thibodeau. I went to Nichols, so I lived there for the four and a half, whatever years I went to Nichols because I I played around a little bit, Mm -hmm. but uh, actually five years. And then uh, I came back, I did this play about Huey Long called The Kingfish, and we were based out of Thibodeau, so I lived there for another three or four or five, whatever. But and so now, I, I mean, I know the area, and I really love the area. But I've never lived in, a, and I still don't live in home. I just work here. I live in Metairie, uh, but I uh, I crash at uh, at Lawrence's house when I'm mm-hmm. in town. But you, so being here so many times and. I'm assuming the worship minister said like come with a place you get to like hang out in the last pew in the back or something yeah. you know you don't no. have to like put a cot up in the choir loft or nothing like that no
1: I have my own place oh really yeah. oh, okay that's
0: cool what does the worship minister do I mean yeah so, um, I, I would think that would be the pastor's gig I am because mm-hmm. you lead the people in worship
1: hmm yeah and so that's the thing um, pastor Steve the pastor of our church he gives the word you know Mm -hmm. um he pastors our congregation week after week after week and um, me coming on staff i've been tasked with the responsibility of leading our people in worship and so um the way that it happens is that he runs a portion of the service and i run the other portion of the service um kind of tag teaming in order to make our service on sundays work and so anything and everything music related um runs through me so i'm a choir director (laughs) oh okay
0: i got you i got you we got choir directors and canters and you know like that Mm -hmm. um i just never heard that term before is it a different term everywhere i mean if you had Uh, this kind of gig before someplace else depends on the church and so the church can just call it what it wants
1: more or less more or
0: less well i mean you can't you know if you're the choir director they can't call you you know uh, chief cook and bottle washer or nothing like That, that right how long you been? Uh, how long you been? I mean, are you an ordained minister, or are you working your way towards that?
1: No, I actually, I've just grown up around it my whole life. Um, it's one of those things. I joke around with people that ministry's just sort of in the blood; can't get away from it. Well, uh, yeah,
0: not if your parents did it, my you know. I mean, hey, man, you know, son of a preacher, man. I know that old yep. song, but it's it's like I've if your uh, parents grew up. Well, I mean, were they missionaries too? Did they, so.
1: I'm a third-generation minister, you could say, and my grandparents um, were pastors and missionaries currently, and so my parents and all pastors as well. And so um, just kind of always been a thing and um, grew up in the church, grew up in ministry, learning what it was to do ministry and work in a church, and um, God just sort of called me Put that me big thumb it, on your and head and go, come um, here, let me point your yeah, head this way. And I've kind of just ran with it.
0: Was it a surprise, you think, that when God called you to do this, or you were just kind of waiting around for the calling because you'd been growing up in it?
1: Um, It was one of those things, I would do whatever He needed me to do, but um, knowing what I had grown up in, knowing what I was around, knowing that that was something that I was passionate about, Mm -hmm. it was easy to get in and say yes.
0: But again, I have to ask, do you have any I don't even know if aspiration is the right term because you're supposed to be humble. Mm-hmm. But do you have any aspirations of becoming ordained and being a pastor yourself eventually?
1: Uh, at the moment, no. I'm in ways content with what it is God's called me to do for this season. And until that changes, I'm just going to keep rolling with whatever I'm supposed to be doing right now.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, because I know Lawrence speaks very highly of you. And, uh, you know, being in the choir and everything and looking for it, I'm... Going to be going to the concert. I'm just not sure when it is. Yeah. You know, he hadn't been revealing that to him. But then again, we've been all busy. But uh, so, I mean, so you are the worship minister. Um, it's just anything involved in music. It's got to be more complex than that. I mean, you're putting together this choir. You pick the tunes. You rehearse mm-hmm. the choir. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, do you incorporate other musicians? Do you ever bring in like a soloist from another church or from like Nichols or someplace like that to do a specific? Song.
1: so the ironic thing this time around is that um, I guess this is where we can talk about Christmas because we have um, this coming Christmas we're doing our productions not the right word he's Just... got his
0: he got the little quote fingers going yeah um,
1: <laughs> I <don't, laughs> what, you, what I mean it's not a, a production it's uh, not a normal worship service I'll put it that way yeah um, and so we we'll, we're preparing different music going with it And um, as I was praying and stuff leading up to it, I just really felt like because of everything that's going on Mm -hmm. in our community right now with the way things are, um, I realized that people long for a sense of normalcy. They just want something to feel normal. And well, how can I contribute to that? How can I help with that? And um, I really felt this idea of like, people love going to Christmas things, you know? Like Mm -hmm. everybody always goes to something around the holidays. And why not do a normal Christmas service where there's Christmas music, just good stuff, make people laugh, make people have fun, um, and just walk away just feeling like something was normal for a moment, even if they leave and they're dealing with something that wasn't, if that makes sense.
0: It makes a lot of sense, and quite frankly, I think uh, 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 while I applaud you on doing it at Christmas, I think you're going to have to keep that same attitude going for the next two or three years. Mm because this is going to be a long haul oh, yeah. coming back again but yeah. i think you know going to going to services on sunday is really your opportunity to worship but also yeah to just forget for an hour or two or three that you know you don't have a roof on your house right you know something like that so in that instance i applaud you and i do not envy you because i don't want to do that (laughs) i did (laughs) i was part of all that kind of stuff forever i mean i'm an actor you know but i'm retired Mm -hmm. uh so what uh I don't want to do any spoiler alerts or anything like that. You know? Yeah, so... Sanity Claus is going to show up over there and flint no, candy and things. The, or, uh-huh. the
1: dynamic that we're bringing to this one as well is the fact that our church, uh, Covenant Churches, we've offered up our building to um, Bayou Blue Assembly mm-hmm. as well. You know, we um,
0: some, tell me about that. Yeah, they they were using their parking lot to distribute food and things like correct. that, but their church itself, the whole roof was gone. Correct. And so they, yeah.
1: they are out of a building, um, kind of you know, just indefinitely until mm-hmm. things can get rebuilt. Um, and so without hesitation, Pastor Steve wanted to open up our church just for them to meet and have a service. Um, so we're sharing a building with them. We, they have service in the afternoon. We have service in the morning. Um, and I felt that with Christmas, why not just join together and do something together with Christmas? So the dynamic of bringing in people We've actually combined the teams that lead worship at both churches, and we're doing one big thing all together, which I'm super excited for, because it's gonna be really great. We've so it's got, gonna be a big, 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 oh, big choir. Right.
0: Well, I mean, how big a choir are you normally used to dealing with? I mean, you know, Norman um, Tabernacle kind of big. big.
1: I've been in several different sizes. I've been in choirs, 150, 200 people, down to 20 people. Ours will be probably around the 60 mark. With the two um, tw- combined? Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. We've been working on music for a couple weeks. We actually have practice uh, tonight. And so um, we'll just get things rolling and it sounds really good. I'm excited to see what happens.
0: But it ought to be pretty cool. I mean, I love Christmas music, but it's like, okay, is it going to be a deal with like, you leading both the choirs or you and the, and the choir director or worship minister at the other church, are you know, y'all sharing you're just the duty. Oh and, really? And oh you're it. not just gonna put on one great big suit and have two heads and y'all you know, <laughs> each conducting an arm or nothing like that. Oh okay.
1: I you're just gonna have to come and see. Oh
0: boy. Like well, I ain't got nothing else to do.
1: <laughs> when is it by the way? Uh, December nineteenth. We're gonna do our service times at eight forty five and ten thirty and then buy you blue service time at two o'clock.
0: And so it's gonna be the same presentation mm-hmm. at all three services. Yep. I thought it was gonna be like some nighttime concert or something like that. No, we'll do the same thing three do times. Do a nighttime concert, oh, man. Huh? They got stuff. Maybe next year. Maybe that would be kind of cool. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back here, we'll continue uh, talking with Nathaniel Kimball more about him and more about what you see, what needs you see after this devastating storm, and uh, how it is testing people's faith. I guess is a good way to put it. Back with more. Here on the TCU podcast, taking care of you right after this. That doesn't sound too good. You Better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504 301 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the home team advantage by calling 504 301 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing. Because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. And we're back on the TCU podcast Taking Care of You. And taking care of you right now is Nathaniel Kimball, the worship minister at Covenant Church. Who how many congregants are in there?
1: Uh right now, post COVID, we're running about eight, nine hundred. That ain't
0: bad. How big's your church? How many seats? I mean it's like, you gotta have uh, two we, services type of deal. Correct. Yeah, okay. uh,
1: but we Yeah, we can sit about that in our uh, If you uh, have to. Right Everybody right.
0: can crowd in there. Right. Oh, okay. But who
1: likes to be all cramped up like that?
0: Come on, man, you're supposed to be getting next and cuddly with people <laughs> and feeling all family like and everything. Uh, except yeah. I don't nobody wants to do that in my church either. <laughs> Everybody you gotta could you move over a minute? I got somebody with a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, I'm an usher at my church. It's like, you gotta scooch over, sorry. Um so so Terrebonne Parish uh, was hammered. I live in Metairie. I need a new roof. But when I first came down here uh, and went down to like Chauvin and Montague, and I'm going, you know, these aren't blue tarps on roofs. These are blue tarps that are roofs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's still stuff that hasn't been picked up off the side of the road. There are people down there still don't have power. Not a lot compared to what was out, but some people can't trust the water. So it's it's a mess. Yeah. So I'm assuming people are, the people down here are very resilient anyway. Mm -hmm. Like they don't wait. I mean, okay, uh, don't promise me a FEMA trailer and then don't deliver. Then I'm just going to go do what I got to do and Mm -hmm. just to hell with you. But then when the tax man comes around uh, uh, and goes, take it off here. Here's some receipts from all the stuff I had to do to put myself back in in place because y'all can't build a levy worth of doodly squat. Um, But the people down here, it seems to me they're going to be leaning more and more i mean i hear the calls that lawrence gets and actually i'm starting to get them too and i'm nowhere near his level you know so i would imagine people are leaning more and more on the pastors and the worship ministers you know that um uh, i know how long it takes me to do my job i don't know how long it takes you to do yours mm-hmm. but i imagine you know, but part of your job is my job is to go find money and food that's my job your job is to minister to people and mm-hmm. make them feel uplifted mm-hmm. uh, How's it looking? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really and truly, it's a loaded it looking? question.
1: Um, all my questions are loaded.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> why, because I want you to do all the talking. I'll ask a question and then I'll sit back for ten minutes. You know.
1: Yeah, because we have so many dynamics to what it is that we do, and just a minister in general. Whether that's you know the senior pastor of the church worship, uh, the youth minister, the children's minister. No matter where you are, your job is to be for the people and and obviously present the gospel, present God's word to them and encourage them and help them and walk with them through things. Um we're not just a face that pops up in front of them and then we're just a face every mm-hmm. single week. And so, in times like this when we've got all these things that have happened and everybody's walking through it, everybody knows what each other is walking through. It's all at different levels cuz we're all dealing with different problems. Yeah. Um But that doesn't make what we're facing any less real. And so us being conscious of that, even in just the way that we speak to people, the way that we go about talking about things to them, it's just, we have to be very mindful of it. And so in the context of what I do with getting everything ready with worship, I'm very intentional about the fact of when I start preparing stuff for Sunday, um, you know, what am I singing? Um what are these songs about? What are they what is the message of them? Because I just want to encourage them. I want to point them to the word and point them to the Bible that way they understand the fact that they can hold on to something and that can be truth and that truth doesn't change. And so when we're um when we're in service and stuff and we're singing songs, like I want it to be encouraging to them. But it not just be an encouraging word that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. but an encouraging word. Well, there's a lot word. of encouraging songs that aren't sure. religious. But sure. You know? But so. whenever those things are rooted in scripture and you're able to sing that, not only are you using that moment as worship, but you're also reminding yourself of like, these things are true. And it's my prayer and I've, I've seen it happen and it's happened for me several times that we leave a service and I feel a lot different than when I walked in. I feel a lot better than I walked in. My situation well, may not have changed, No, but, but I think, have a different perspective. I think perspective. that's one of
0: the things about it is for you just, again, for you to, I don't want to sound like forget your troubles, come on, get happy, but it is supposed to be an uplifting experience, mm-hmm. and it is supposed to make you think of something greater than yourself that you can always lean on yeah. to help you deal with all this stuff.
1: I always tell people that um, I never want to walk into you know, a service where God's presence is and leave the same way. I want to leave with a different perspective. And so whether that's encouraging or whether that's challenging, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we go and we're challenged. um, You know, I want to leave thinking about God. I want to leave thinking about what He wants and how He sees things and what He promises.
0: Do you... I'm assuming that, you know, all how many different ministers at your church by the way? Okay, you're the worship minister. There's a pastor you mentioned, youth, children's minister. I mean, how many different ministers are there? We've got like eight or nine. So many you don't even know?
1: Something something <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> Do you all get together like on uh, say Wednesday or Thursday and the pastor goes, "This will be my uh, my my sermon this week and so pick your music accordingly and reflect that in the children's thing I mean do y'all have a run through it you just know this week I feel um, like singing this
1: yeah we um, we don't meet like that but um, pastor Steve when he brought us on it's with the intent of we're gonna run our stuff um, and he's not gonna micromanage us mm. but that's because he feels like he can trust us enough with the things that we are doing. I don't doubt that, that he doing. feels that he can trust you. But right. it's like,
0: in other words, like this Sunday, I'm going to talk about this. Right. So, you know, give you a heads up that if you got some music that will reflect what mm-hmm. I'm already trying to preach, that's just going to double yeah. down on everything that's going very, on. Very,
1: very few times has he asked for something specific. Most of the time, it's actually pretty cool. Um, you know, he does his stuff and his preparation, and I'll do my stuff separate. And then whenever he, I will get an email some weeks mm-hmm. of, hey, I'm, I'm hitting on this. Um, but most of the time, I've already prepared my stuff. Yeah. And most of the time, it lines up exactly the way it's supposed to. And I kinda credit that to us both, you know, just having God in the midst of our preparation. Um, Cause when he is, he's gonna work through every single piece of it. And things are gonna go together and things are gonna flow together.
0: So you're now okay. So you're sharing your space, your your church, mm-hmm. with what's the church? Bayou Blue. Bayou Blue. Blue. Yeah. I know that. I'm just old. Um, do you think you're gonna find yourself like going to one of their services? Not, not right now, because mm-hmm. not only everything's messed up, but you know, like maybe you and the and the choir director slash worship minister might. You know what? For the next month, we're gonna swap. Hmm. And I'm going to go with your church, and you're going to come with my church, and we'll just do each other's gig at each other's church. I mean, I think that might be yeah, mind I don't know expanding.
1: About that. Um, the funny or the cool thing is that I've actually, I know the staff of that church very well um, from when I was younger. Um, I grew up going to them, they taught me a lot of mm-hmm. ministry stuff as well. So I know a lot of them really well. And, um, so it's kind of just been a whole thing watching God work through it. Um, yeah, we, I think we all kind of have this understanding of, you know, God's called us to our people and, but at the same time, we love being able to help each other out. And so whatever that looks like, I know I've, I've, there's times I've called on, uh, worship pastor friends of mine from out of town or something that they're coming in and it's like, Hey, come in. Come and lead with us. Why not? Um, we're it's like we're not in a competition. We're not trying to beat each other out or something like that. We're just yeah. trying to we're just trying to do our job and do it well, and that's point people to God.
0: Well, and the thing of it is too, you know, God talks to you, but God talks to everybody, It's mm-hmm. so whether or not you listen, and it's also what how you hear things. Mm-hmm. So God might be saying the same thing to you that He's saying to somebody else, and He hears it through His voice and the way He expresses it to you opens you up to a whole new thing right so that's why I was just wondering if you like make it on a regular occasion like okay once a year I don't know I'm sure you get vacation time so Mm -hmm. well take your vacation and go someplace else and while you're over there go check out their church and go hey I'm the worship minister at Covenant Church and uh, you know let's swap notes yeah so yeah
1: I'm all about um, learning from each other because there's always something to learn um, I'm learning that in this game. <laughs> I was
0: fixing to retire, and it's like, oh well, well, guess got a whole uh, learn a whole new way of, of looking at the world.
1: Yeah, I was in uh, Texas last month. I think time kind of is all over the place. Um, at a church, and I was helping them out with a conference that they were doing, and um, I got to t- be able to talk with their worship pastor and just start going mm-hmm. back and forth on some things, just picking his brain, he picking mine, because. Yeah. Um, Why not? Why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, it's like, you can always say no. Yeah. You can always open up and listen to what you got to say. Mm, You know, that's really cool, but that don't work at my church. Yeah. But I may tell that to somebody else, and it'll work at theirs. Mm -hmm. You never know. I mean, it's like having a book of knowledge, and you're just sharing the knowledge. And knowledge is always good. What you do with it can be good or bad. Right. But the knowledge itself is not bad.
1: Yeah. Learning how to apply it to your context is so, so, so important.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. They just spend all their time learning stuff yeah. and then when it comes time to do something twiddling their thumbs mm-hmm. but not you you are not a thumb twiddler i like to think i'm not <laughs> <laughs> nathaniel kimball the worship minister at covenant church when when uh when is this presentation going to be that you're december 19th
1: 845, 1030,
0: and two o'clock and where is your church 4863
1: west park avenue um, it's right down the road from H.L. Bourgeois, across the bayou from Evergreen.
0: Okay. Well, I know where H.L. is. I did a play there 30 years ago, fell on the roof. I learned okay. Yiddish. Wow. Some Yiddish, anyway. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Wrapping up this uh, podcast right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado sip the soul of new orleans in every cup of parish coffee